0: Hi, my name is Josh Hannabury and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you. Good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Truck Focus podcast. I'm honored to have one of my good friends and insurance experts, Harris Karumula, join the podcast today. As a commercial account executive at Liable Insurance Group, Harris is making a huge impact in our industry as he really focuses on understanding the carrier's operation, but also to help provide the best insurance experience possible super excited to announce that Harris or sorry Harris was recently recognized with an incredible achievement award as an elite broker. So, while receiving this award, it just shows the humility that he has, which is again why I highly recommend working with him is you can have all the experience in the world but without the obsession and commitment to solving a problem, this experience this experience will go to waste. I'm fully committed to offering my clients the best possible experience. So welcome Harris.
1: Thank you, Josh. Super excited to be on the podcast, man. I know we've been uh, speaking about this for a little while, so super stoked. Thanks.
0: Awesome, man. It's, I get pumped. I, yeah, (laughs) we have enough conversations and anyone that's maybe learning to know me knows I get pretty excited about stuff. And this was a huge, huge bucket list. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that, man.
0: So just kind of start us off. Can you describe like, who are you? Like what makes you, what makes you tick?
1: Yeah, sure. So as you said, my name is Horace, Work with Liable Insurance Group. Um, I'm a commercial account executive, uh, specifically uh, working with Alberta-based transportation companies. I think one thing that maybe, um, once say sets me apart, but maybe makes me a little bit different is um, I do have a little bit of background in the transport industry. You know, I come from a family of small business owners, and uh, worked with my father. Uh, he has a small taxi company out in Sherwood Park, Alberta. So worked with him for a couple of years. I understand to a certain degree. Um, maybe the life and the, and the, you know, outlook of the transportation industry. And I really try and input that perspective in my day-to-day operations as an account executive.
0: That's awesome. So what made you change then from working with a family business to shifting into the industry space?
1: So I was actually in college. I went to Nate to pursue my business administration diploma in finance. And while I was going to school, I was working with my dad full time. So I was helping him manage the business, dispatching, driving when needed to be. And um, when it came time to graduate, my dad basically said, hey, well, you know what? It's a difficult business to be in right now. I mean, especially on the management side of owning a small taxi company. I mean, I was working 70 hours a week while going to school full time, you know, getting up at 3 a.m., you know, seven days a week, no days off. My dad's like, you know what? It's yours if you want. But, you know, I don't know if you want to pursue that as your, you know, forever career. And. Um, I had a little bit of a, of a background in insurance at the time. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start maybe pursuing that career again and met the libels. And, you know, I guess the the rest is history. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that it speaks to your testimony too, where you know what it's like to be exhausted. You know what it's like for customer service, obviously. Mm -hmm. there's so many things just in the taxi space alone, Yeah, just as an operator, but also yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. So Correct. that sounds like a good transition. And yeah, shout out to the Libels. Awesome family, awesome organization. Appreciate so, that, Josh. Thank yeah, you. Good for you. So I guess then as a commercial account executive, can you kind of explain like, what does that mean? What does your day to day look like?
1: Sure. So what does it mean? So, I mean, when it comes to the commercial space, specifically in transportation, there's usually a couple of roles that will make up, I mean, I'll speak about our organization specifically. Okay. So there is an account team that will service a client or a book of clients or a group of clients that the account executive would, would be managing. So my role specifically as an account executive, um, it is a sales role to a certain degree. Um, we are out, um, on a daily basis, trying to, you know, find solutions for you know new companies and existing established businesses. Um, what uh, what the roles would be is so I would the account executive, new business marketing. When I say marketing, I mean trying to find a more uh, a better home for our clients in terms of insurance markets. Day to day discussions with our with our clients trying to figure out what their plans are are you planning to grow or do you have any plans to downsize what is your driver hiring looking like at this time I mean I think it's those conversations that really matter throughout the year Um, but a part of the account team we also have an account manager who would deal with the day-to-day you know servicing of the client so you know certificates of insurance pink cards driver additions driver approvals and then they would have a claims advocate who would help also with claims and handling those, right? What my day typically looks like, get in the office, obviously open up the email. Usually got a few of those waiting for me in the morning. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but my day is split up at this time, um, split up between two main parts would be new business and existing business. New business would be either actively pursuing um companies that I think could I could offer value in that either that be through cold calls emailing uh, industry you know meeting stuff like this um, also quoting you know finding markets finding homes discussions with these people that's a big part of it I like to think that I spend a lot more time on the discussion part to really understand um, how and if I can offer value there's some cases where I can't and that's totally okay and we still stay in touch for the future um, another part of it is existing business right? Keeping in touch with my existing clients, um, have things change. I mean, a lot of times insurance is not top of mind. Uh, As a a business owner, you're worrying about growing your business, managing your business, um, finding freight to move (laughs) in some cases, right? So, and I mean, having those discussions, because as a business owner, you may find a new avenue to be um, growing your business. And you start thinking, well, you know what, maybe right now I'm a carrier that operates dry van and reefer trailers. And I only haul maybe um, retail goods, maybe produce, uh, maybe meat, stuff like this, and maybe a new type of load or or new freight comes along and we haven't had that discussion before. So I call, we are very much so in touch with my clients and we figure out, wait, are you hauling alcohol now? Are you hauling electronics, tobacco? (laughs) Like what are some high risk goods that I should be aware of? I mean, I know it's not top of mind when you're out there prospecting for new business as a business owner, but it's my job to be on top of that throughout the year to see how things changed and how can we adapt. Right. So that's kind of what my day looks like throughout: (laughs) a lot of calls, a lot of emails, a lot of discussions, a lot of talking. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah.
0: it's Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that really off the top, but that's a really good point as, as business changes, obviously, I understand insurance requirements would change, but from your perspective, yeah, staying on top of that to offer that service, not mm-hmm. just waiting for them to, is there renewal time yet? It's being very yeah. involved in their business. That's a really, really good approach. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, in, in some cases, you look at it, and it's like, well, it may not be a big change. There may be no effect to your insurance program whatsoever. But that's something that we should be discussing. And I mean, right. the onus may not be on the business owner. Maybe the onus is on me. I should be having those conversations because in most cases, the business owners don't know that it matters. For all right. they know, I have cargo coverage. I have liability coverage. My trucks are covered. What does it matter? I mean, and for good reason, no one has really explained to them what really could cause issues. Right. And in, in most cases, there are no changes to the insurance program. But in some cases there are. Right. right? In some yeah. cases, there are changes that need to be made, especially if it's going to be a long term um a long-term business strategy of them to continue moving that type of freight or continue to, um you know, dabble in a different industry within transportation. Right.
0: right. Well, and I think I've just been in enough conversations where sometimes people find out when it's too late. Yeah. And if you would have had that conversation three, six months prior, mm-hmm. okay, we adjust, there's no cost. It's just a signature or it's yeah. just, a or just an email, policy. a
1: simple email, right? Right.
0: Yeah. No, that's a really good, Everyone that's listening—that's a huge takeaway—is be involved, as well yeah. as obviously from an insurance um, standpoint, and account executive standpoint, be involved. So that's yeah. some really good. That's a good point. That, that's fascinating. Um, so I guess with all of that said, you you highlighted on a few things that I think will answer this question. Mm-hmm. But what do you believe is your main passion within transportation, small, mid-sized business, yes, large business? What's the, kind of your your go-to yeah. sweet spot?
1: I mean, I mean, I'll say something about transportation in general. Since I was a kid, I've always been super interested and super appreciative of I mean, people don't understand. Um, you know, we I mean I've heard it on your podcast before too. If you know, if you've got out a truck brought it, but I mean, in general, the supply chain, right? Like transportation in general from from the water we drink, from you know, the food we're eating, the paper we write on, the seats we sit on. I mean, every single piece whether it be a truck or other modes of transportation, it got here in some way or another. And without that, um, I really think society comes to quite a crash pretty quick. And what is my passion? I mean, I've always been, like I said, touching on the transportation and the things and my passion for that, but I've always been a numbers driven person as well. And I like that I've, you know, in the past, maybe some people have said either you're a numbers person or you're a people person. Or you know you have some people that are super interested in in, in you know in, in you know mathematics or whatever that may be but and then you may see that they may not have the personable skills and I, I I like to think that I can bring those two worlds together and 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 use my 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 love for numbers and my passion for transportation to try and provide solutions because I mean in the end of the day um, if you can put a face and put a story behind those numbers. Mm -hmm. I think it makes a world of a difference. And that's what I try to do on a daily basis, right? Because, you know, when you look at things and you look at, you know, maybe a transportation company, and for for some people, they say, oh, well, I've had a lot of claims. And maybe that's why I'm having a tough time getting insurance rates. Or maybe that's why I can't find affordable coverage or capacity. Um, That may be true to an extent, but is there a story behind those numbers? You know, those numbers, high values of claims. I mean, can we put a story behind that? I mean, that's the broker or the account executive's job, right? Like to really have those deep, deep discussions with them and figure out, well, what was happening in the business environment at the time that you had experienced this rough patch in your business? And if we can put a story together and try and develop something, I think that makes a world of a difference. So I think that's what I find my passion in, right? Being able to apply my love and my passion for transportation along with <laughs> my love for numbers because I am a big numbers guy. I love working with numbers. So, I mean, being able to bring those two worlds together, there is just, you know, couldn't ask for anything better.
0: It's huge. Yeah, I love the, well, we did an episode on that and Avery, my 11-year-old, he's yeah. a, a big trekking advocate for multiple reasons. But yeah, he'll always say that too. If you got it, a truck brought it. And I think when people people often mis, misunderstand transportation. A, what is transportation? Most people mm-hmm. think, and I talk about this all the time now, it's not just a semi and a tractor, like a oh. semi and a trailer. It's all registered weight, all for commercial use. So you can see a lot of different businesses that don't even know they identify as a commercial carrier, but they are. Mm-hmm. So that, that's huge. So understanding, like for a perfect example is a landscaping company. So you start, say an F-350, you bought used, You bought an old trailer and you register for 12,000 kg. Well, welcome to being a commercial carrier. They don't maybe necessarily realize that until they need to, but then they go, Hey, business is booming. I should probably buy a dump truck. Hmm. So now you're registering something for say 23 to 26,000 kg. Again, you're still a commercial carrier. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not of a landscaping company. No. So, (laughs) but yeah, we go down to those rabbit trails. There's thousands of examples at the end of the day, same thing, like you just mentioned, because like, congratulations as well to your family. Thank you. Super exciting times. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> we just built, you're in the process of building and the yeah. amount of different like commercial vehicles from roofing supplies, to lumber, mm-hmm. to gravel, to concrete, it's like man, glass, yeah, windows, yeah, everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> It's like, wow, that is a lot of fleets, but a lot yeah. of them identify as what they do, not what they are. That
1: is so correct. That's yep. power
0: in your position too, especially because mm. there's some... So in my life, I do operations, I do compliance, I do different things and some hats, it's all numbers. It's yeah. what financially makes sense while yeah. keeping in mind safety because they the two coexist. So in your space, you're able to do the same thing, understanding operation as well as the cost yeah. inside of it.
1: And I, and, and I mean, in, in my opinion, I think, and I mean, in, in some cases, I think there's maybe been a stigma around like the numbers guys or the numbers gals. And they like, oh, they only care about the numbers. And I mean, that's not the case, though, right? Like yeah. the numbers in terms of the transportation program or the insurance program, these all are very important for your broker to know how to work and understand um how to you know use a story to back what the numbers say or to explain what the numbers say you know if you just send off because as a broker you know you're an intermediary between the insurance the companies and the insurers which are the insurance companies right and in in some cases you know in most cases sorry i mean you're having to put a story together and that means that here are the numbers or here is what the the last five years of performance look like in terms of claims. And here is a story that will outline exactly what has happened and what has progressed over these many years, right? And what has the business been doing, which is so important, right? And I mean, the insurers, obviously the underwriters are, are, are knowledgeable individuals who in most cases understand the transportation industry as well, but they're not boots on the ground, Right. To a certain degree, they are, but they're not as well. Right. Like, I mean, they're not able to come down and sit down in most cases with these companies on a daily basis and discuss with them where we have the privilege to do that. Right. So the underwriters rely on us to do that. Bring the story to us so we can actually paint a picture in our brains. Yes. Otherwise, it's all just numbers.
0: <laughs> right? So what kind of story would you tell if you can explain where, yeah. as far as you want to go? But if you're an existing client shifting business practice or if you're a new client coming on, maybe first time ever being in industry or there was someone else switching to you, how do the stories differ or is it a similar platform? The
1: stories, in my opinion, always differ because everybody, although we're in the same industry, we're all in the transportation industry. Everyone is different. Everyone started. in a a, a different way, was introduced in a different way. And when it comes to maybe claims history or, or, or carrier profile issues or compliance issues, or maybe they're not issues, maybe they're all top notch looking great, they still deserve to be told and deserve to have a story. But it's always different in my opinion. Is there a roadmap? Maybe to a certain degree, yes, there is a roadmap as to how we explain these things, but the story is always different it's not as easy as copy and paste. If it was that easy, I think everybody would be doing it. Totally. Right. Yeah. But that, that's what I mean. I mean, from an owner operator, somebody who's been maybe leased on with another carrier for a few years, and now they want to start on their own and begin their own operations. I mean, that's a story. Yes. You know, how did you start? Right. Why did you start? What are you doing? What are your plans? Instead of just quoting you an insurance program and saying, here, you go have a great day. I mean, I should be aware. What are your plans? Do you want to have, do you want to be an owner operator forever? Which is totally okay. But what are your plans?
0: Yeah.
1: Do you want to grow to five, six, seven, ten 10 trucks this year? I mean, some people do that, right? I mean, we were dealing with a carrier that, you know, they had two trucks last year in April started a business with two trucks, hauling autos based out of Calgary, ha- hauling cars. Sorry. You know, this renewal, they've had 18 trucks. <laughs> wow. and, it's, and it's, I mean, I mean, when most people hear that, they think, wow, that's really fast growth. And I mean, but it's possible to do it correctly as well. Yes. Before he added all these trucks, I went to his office and I saw him like, you've got maybe nine or ten people in this office. What are they all doing? He's like, I'm preparing myself. He's like, I don't need all these people here right now. But I'm trying to prepare myself for the administrative burden, the compliance issues, mm-hmm. the, the growth of the business. I need to be ready for it. And right. I'm not going to do it when it's too late. <laughs> Smart. So it's possible to do so. But we had that discussion early on. I said, hey, what are your plans? He's like well, Horace, I want to grow and I want to, this is my goal to be in this size of a fleet within three years. I said, okay, great. We have to do it correctly. We have to do it safely, but it's possible. And he's doing a great job, right? But it's having those conversations early on because if I wasn't aware above that when I first met him and it happened throughout the year, I mean, there are certain things that we were able to correct along the way to ensure that with this growth, you're properly covered, you're properly protected, your insurer, your insurance company has comfort with this growth. I mean, that's right. a big thing, right? Like, yeah. um, insurance companies are getting more and more, um, you know, not worrisome, but, you know, more adverse to rapid growth in some cases, right? right. Cause they, they think that as you grow super fast, I mean, it leaves you exposed to maybe, um, having some gaps in your management team, maybe some gaps in compliance, um, which is a fair assumption to make if someone doesn't bring you the story, (laughs) which is why it comes back to that, right?
0: Yeah, well, and that is fast growth because when you're an owner operator, then you have two, then even getting to four, I'm speaking from experience, you still have the mindset that you can do it all. And you could not justify an administrator or a secretary or what is compliance or what is yeah. preventative maintenance? Because mm-hmm. at that time, I think you said at the very beginning, is we're not focused on those things. You're focused on your customers and mm-hmm. just trying to get money in. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, good for them for having that mindset because it's an investment, obviously. And yeah, it two is. to 18 is just the purchasing, probably yeah. leasing your financing, obviously, plating, all of those processes alone very time-consuming, very mentally straining yeah. if you don't know what you're doing. That gets, But you know what I think is health.
1: important, Josh? I think it's self-awareness. I mean, at every mm-hmm. level, right? Like this individual understands what am I good at and what am I super good at, right? Well, maybe I'm good at growing and I'm good at, at bringing in new business and customer service, but maybe I'm not good at the financial aspect of things. So maybe I'll bring on somebody to help me with that. Maybe I'll bring on someone for compliance or I'll hire an outside firm to help me with that. And that's totally good. That's amazing because you have to be aware of these things. Even myself, right? I don't know everything in the world, yeah. which is why we have a team. So I can refer things and be like, well, you know what? This isn't my specialty. I'm going to refer this to our claims advocate because this is what she does day in and day out, which is totally okay. You're not expected to know everything, but you're expected <laughs> to reach out for help <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> when you need it. And it's not bad to do that. Right.
0: Agreed. Yeah. No, I think that shows strength too. and agree. I agree. Everything- yeah. We've both been in conversations, dealings with people where I don't like the overpromise promise under-deliver. Yes. I would rather under-promise, over-deliver Deliver. and admit, hey, you know what? That's a great... Like, actually, I was talking to a trainer yesterday. I had a great call and he's in the driving training space. And he's like, I was always a little nervous when people would ask me questions that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look forward to those because that gives me the opportunity to uplift that person. Because mm-hmm. when you're able to say, that's a man, woman, obviously, that's a really good question. Let me find out. I've never been asked yeah. that before. Or I don't, that person feels like a champ because yeah. they outsmarted the trainer <laughs> with a question. Like it's a yeah. good position. So, and yeah, that's how you build sure. trust too. So agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So earlier you mentioned like cargo liability truck. So yeah. can you just kind of highlight what are the different insurances that you sure. need? But also- I know there's a lot of talk about different markets that you're obtaining insurance from. Mm -hmm. So again, high, low, whatever depth you want to go, but just kind of highlight. Yeah. What are those and what are the markets?
1: So I'll, I'll be, obviously this is a very, as you said, high level. I mean, it's case by case. I mean, if you're a different, different types of carriers within different industries require different coverages to protect them from those exposures, but at a very high level, you know, there's four main um, coverages, that will are in my opinion mandatory in transportation. So number one is auto third-party liability, which covers um, property damage or bodily injury to third parties. So you get into an accident and you bump into someone's you know truck on the way, and um, that coverage will respond and pay the pay the damages of that other party's trucker building, whatever it may be, or also bodily injury. So if I get hurt in an accident, let's just say you're driving along and you hit my car and I hit my head and I'm somehow I get hurt. Your third party liability coverage will pay for my damages. Okay. Okay. there's auto physical damage, which would be um, physical damage to your trucks, trailers. Um, That's like, it's also mentioned as section C coverage within the auto package. Okay. Um, And that's, Offered with a deductible, obviously, right? So you have, let's just say you have a $100,000 truck and you get into a claim, or you get into an accident and you have a $5,000 deductible, God forbid it's written off. They would pay you the value of the truck less your deductible or your trailer, less your deductible. Another important one is motor truck cargo, okay? That is your legal liability to the cargo that you carry for others, okay? So let's just say I'm a flat deck carrier and I'm hauling a load of lumber. Um, the load of lumber, let's just say, well, I mean, the value now is who knows what it's worth now, (laughs) but let's just say it was 50 grand, right? (laughs) Let's just say it's 50 grand. Um, That motor truck cargo policy, while you're driving, let's just say the lumber is damaged on route while it's in your care, custody and control. Your motor truck cargo policy would pay your customer, whether that be a shipper, load broker, whoever it may be, will pay the value of the load that was either on a declared value or um, Two dollars per pound, based on your bill of lading, whatever those terms and conditions are. And uh, the fourth would be commercial general liability, which is uh, basically protects your business from lawsuit from others. I mean, in a transportation company, you know, you're in the business of moving goods. So in most cases, um, the only reason—I mean, I shouldn't say this—the one of the the most common reason someone would sue you is an operation of your trucks. So when you're driving down the road and you hit somebody, God forbid, and they sue you, well, I mean, your auto liability would pay for that. Okay. But there are some cases in which your commercial general liability policy would respond, right? So if you have a shop or a yard and uh, someone maybe slips and falls on your on your premises, I mean, your commercial general liability policy would, um, would respond there. There are also other coverages that are quite important as well. I mean, depending, I mean, if you're a, you know, if you're, a crude oil hauler hauling tanker trailers, I mean, you would need an environmental policy or pollution policy. So depending on the different segment of the business you're in, um, and there's also different coverages within those, right? Like if you're a, um, let's just say you operate a picker truck, right? Within your motor truck cargo policy or your cargo policy, there's also an on-hook endorsement, right? So there's also, I mean, sorry, riggers liability. So these are all different coverages within these policies that there are add-ons, endorsements that should be put on depending on your specific operations. Right. Um, the market choice for this is quite broad. I mean, it's difficult to say because you have different, within transportation, there's so many seg- sorry, segments within the industry that um, the market choice within them are, are, are quite broad and um, would be difficult to say, depending on what your operations are. Do you go to the U.S.? Okay, how much do you go to the U.S.? right? Which parts of the U.S. do you go to? I mean, it'll be dependent on what you do, where you go, what you haul, and what kind of drivers you're hiring Right, based on experience, age. Um, that would determine what markets are best. And I mean, that's, I think, I think that discussion is best suited once you've sat down with somebody and discussed all of the variables of their business. And then you would say, well, here are my top three recommendations of who we should be discussing with, right? I mean, there's been cases where I've been approached by somebody and, or maybe I've approached somebody else, maybe who owns a business owner, owns a fleet of trucks, and we discuss and we sit down and go through a list of questions with them, understand their business, who are you currently insured with? And I might, there's been times where I said, you know what, Josh, I think you're better off where you're at right now. Thanks. You know, we're, we'll keep in touch. Um, we'll keep it honest. I mean, be upfront with them that, you know what, you're good where you're at right now. Be in touch with me. I'm gonna call you every three months, every quarter, just to see how things are. Um, but in terms of your market choice, I think you're good where you're at. I don't think we should we should uh, you know try and fix something that's not broken. But it doesn't hurt to at least check. It's better that you're aware of that than think of the unknown, right?
0: Well, and I think that really speaks to two things. Well, you you said a lot, but in the last statement, you said I think it speaks to your humility. It was also your integrity as a professional, nice which it's nice because. I can sing from the mountaintops all I want but if something is not aligning when it's actually in play you're having that conversation with that carrier Mm -hmm. then kind of counterintuitive but the fact that yeah you live that every day that's huge because it's just nice to see
1: yeah no because I mean at the end of the day right like what what am I here for right like I'm here to try and find a solution right that's my job like like you know when you first asked me you know kind of tell me what you do. Well, I mean, that's what I do. I have to, I try and find solutions. I mean, I'm not going to try and fix something that's not broken and I'm not going to try and make a problem, (laughs) right? Like I try and identify what could be an issue. And I mean, as a broker and account executive, it's also my job to point out exposures and find out, well, you know, I've reviewed your current list of, I mean, I've, I've reviewed your operations with you and we've discussed your current level of coverage and we start asking questions. Well, you know, what would happen if this happened? Right well, what do you mean? Well, yeah. what would you do if this happened? I mean, you currently don't have coverage for that. Yeah. You're left exposed in that instance, right? Yeah. For example, with the picker trucks, right? There's a guy who was hauling flat deck for many years and they just purchased a picker a picker truck. Well, your cargo policy does not have the riggers liability. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. And, and I, it's as simple as sending an email or, or, or calling your broker. But I mean, I mean, if you don't have those conversations, you're left exposed in the meantime, you can't wait till just renewal to call them up. But oh hey, this is all that's changed last year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At that and I, time it's too late, right?
0: <laughs> correct. Well, yeah, correct. Yes. And I think that really ties into the point that one of the best ways carriers that's a big question right now. What can carriers do? Mm-hmm. And having that healthy, honest relationship with your broker, someone like yes. Harris. So that way you're actually sharing. It's a confidential space. It's a trusted yeah. conversation where you're asking good questions. So what happens if this happens? Not a negative, just a reality. Yeah. What yeah. happens? And yeah. And are of- you
1: okay with those implications? Because exactly. if you're okay with it, I mean, everyone has a different appetite of risk. Correct. Right? Everybody's different in how they what how much risk they want to take on as a company and as a business owner. Yeah. They may be okay with certain risks. I want to make it explicitly clear exactly what implications, what are those implications? right? Like how far could this go? How large of a loss could this be? Right? That's my job. Because I mean, how are they supposed to know? (laughs) For all they know, I have cargo coverage, right? Or for all they know, I have liability coverage. Well, you've got liability coverage, but if you're if you were telling your insurer that you're a flat deck carrier, but now you're pulling a set of, you know, tankers, well, I mean, that's a total (laughs) different exposure, right? You've got a load of crude oil when they think you're hauling pipe or lumber. I mean, that's totally different things, right? So, I mean, things change on the diamond as business owners. I understand where they come from. So, I mean, I know insurance, like I said this before, insurance is not top of mind, but I mean, I know there's been questions about like, what can carriers do to help lower insurance or help find a more competitive insurance program? I think it starts with at a high level discussing with your broker, the the conversation shouldn't just be, how are we going to save money this renewal or how are we going to save money this year? Right. The conversation should be what is our long-term plan to decrease our total cost of insurance? So what is the total cost of insurance? Right. It's not just premium. Correct. Right. Because yeah. when you get into a claim, now you pay deductibles. That truck is down. Right. Loss of revenue. Now that might be that may not be part of the total cost of insurance, but the deductible is.
0: Correct.
1: Yeah. Right? All these different variables throughout the year that we're only talking about premium. Well, how can we develop a plan so that for the next three to five years, we can help reduce those costs? But if you don't have those conversations with somebody, well, (laughs) it's just not going to happen, right? So what can you do? What can a carrier do? I mean, it first off starts with those conversations, telling them, well, what are my plans? Am I going to be in the exact same business, hauling the exact same commodities for the next three years? Yes, I am. Okay, great. Why do I want to know that? Why do I want to know if you plan to be an Alberta-only carrier forever? Well, because maybe I was planning to put you with an insurer that does not have appetite, or maybe they have appetite, but they're not as competitive in cost um, for out-of-province carriers. Maybe that's the case. And if it is, well, my plan just got thrown out the window. And now it's three weeks before renewal, (laughs) and I got to find another market, right? So we should have these conversations throughout the year so I can ensure that my market selection or my insurer selection is in line with your business plans? Yes. What commodities are you hauling? Are they going to be the same? Right. Once you have those conversations to a high level, a high level, it's compliance. I, I I truly believe this compliance and, and insurance should go hand in hand. The reason being, the variables and the and the value your compliance team can offer you should offer or should impact your insurance costs, like I said, total cost. Right? Let's not yeah. talk only about premium because that's not the only variable here. Right? Yeah. So when we talk about compliance, what do we talk about? Right? Well, we maybe we're talking about driver files. I mean, that's probably a whole, a whole episode in itself. Well,
0: <laughs> right? absolutely, like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: like, what is comprising and why is it important? Correct. Right? Yeah. And the, for the carrier, it's like, oh, well, I hired the guy. I did a road test. Checked out good. I did an application. He has three and a half years of experience. He checks out. He's good. Okay, but great. Can we dive, You know, dive a little bit deeper on there? You know, can we look at the abstract? Mm-hmm. You know, can we maybe look at the companies he worked for? You know, what was he hauling there? Where was he or she going? Right. Um, Looking at the abstract and, you know, maybe allowing the driver to paint a picture of themselves too. Right. And and including that information in the driver file. Right. Like, so you have that going forward. And I mean, insurance companies now are wanting to see, and, you know, they will, they will actually um, do fleet inspections. Or they will come out to your site. I mean, now it's go. They might do it virtually or in person, depending on, you know, where you are. Yeah. And they'll sit down with you and they'll say, okay, they will say, bring out your box of driver files, bring out your vehicle maintenance files, bring me your safety manual, your driver training policy, just drop it on this desk. They're going to close their eyes and they're going to go and pull out three random files. They're not going to let you give them your top three. They're going to just randomly pull out three files and see what those look like. What information are you including? Right. Yeah. What is the quality of the information and yeah. the quality of record keeping? Right. Well, they said that, you know, for example, we have somebody that does, you know, maybe they're like, let's bring up the crude oil hauler again, for example. Right. Well, there are certain certifications that a driver should have, right. TDG training, all these other things. Maybe they're doing weights and dimensions. Maybe they're doing load securement. I mean, maybe for these cases, it's not the case, but you know what I mean. Right. Like yeah. whatever yeah. they have said that they have done can we get some record keeping of that just to have it in a file so that you have confidence? Yeah. Well, why is this one, why is their TDG certificate expired six months ago? Have they redone the course? Have they reapplied for their certificate for their certification? No. Well, we kept the file and it's sitting in the box now. Can we (laughs) like use it for a certain degree? And I'm not pointing people out. I'm just saying in general, right? Like these are areas in which it's not like I'm going to, that that fleet inspector is going to come out and pick up that file and see it's perfect. And now you get 15% off your insurance. That's not the case. The case is it's that level of that, that high level of quality of record keeping and, and, and maintenance of those files that will in the long run provide you and your team with confidence in operating Yes. Yeah. less downtime, less claims and in the future less cost of insurance, right? Like, I mean, these are all variables that will contribute to us trying to drive down that cost, right? Well, yeah.
0: Sorry, it's interesting from a carrier's perspective too is, so someone will come with you with an abstract that looks clean to their knowledge, has a resume with three and a half years experience and you're a specialty specialty oil field hauling company Mm -hmm. and they they have experience hauling dry vans with just general freight. Yeah what's your minimum level of training what yeah, yeah just because they have experience in saskatchewan doesn't mean they can cruise through the mountains That's because true. it's a very dip, so yeah there's a lot to look at and again i agree i think that could definitely be its own episode which we will yeah i'm forecasting that we will do because
1: 100 well,
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of those little nuances and we have other industry experts that we will bring on yeah. too, that will really dissect into like are you protecting public safety are you hiring practices up to par? But yeah, one of my mentors always talks about the minimum level, like the minimum standard of training. And just because someone has like a little gift certificate that shows that they took a 22 minute course on hours of service doesn't meet the actual, no. the requirement. So, but yeah, I think that's really neat. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, go ahead.
0: Well, so I was just going to ask. So with all of that, I love the passion man. I love <laughs> you can. So, so I forget the exact quote. So don't don't quote me on the corner. Oh, it but it, I love when you can like, you know, you know, something is if you can explain it to a six year old. Yes. And I can always feel confident someone knows what they're doing when they get passionate about it. It's mm-hmm. not a. Uh, uh, so this uh, is again. You know. <laughs> yeah, this is why, again, just to highlight I, Harris's expertise is I like knowing that I can ask a complex or simple question. And if you know the answer, you give it to me straight. If you don't know the answer, you're like, hey, give me a couple of minutes, I'm gonna find out, and then you give yeah. it to me straight. And I, I yeah. like that. So that's yeah. the highlight of that. So in oh, your thanks, career, oh so. well, absolutely. So in your career so far, um, mm-hmm. have you seen different carriers become more successful because you become passionate about their business? Have you seen that?
1: Uh I mean, that's a difficult metric to use. Yeah. But I, I think that I think that um I think when you're passionate as about, I mean, about someone's business, you, I mean, for myself and my clients, I truly and I genuinely wish them all nothing but the best, and I try and offer them value whenever I can, whether that be on LinkedIn. If I see someone posting a backhaul from somewhere, maybe I'll take a screenshot and send it to maybe five or six of my customers I know that are in that, you know, in that uh, industry or in that segment of of the industry when it comes to their success, I mean, what's really important to me right now is, like I said, learning more about their business as they go and then finding out and planning. I mean, I have renewals coming up in December, for example, and I just met with one of my clients yesterday, Uh, stopped by his shop and, um, start talking i'm like well, like, what's the plans i mean i know you've been you, they've added three or four trucks this year so far and i'm like that's great i mean how's freight moving how's business he's like oh it's not too bad We're, we had a couple of trucks that we ordered a year ago and there are a few months ago and they finally came in so it's good and i'm like okay that's good what's the plans like are you guys gonna keep going as is you guys are gonna because they're um they haul super b flat deck trailers and a few just you know tandem flat decks as well but like is there any changes to your business model i mean are you gonna start pulling different types of trailers? Are you going to start registering more trucks for US exposure? And I mean, I when I'm passionate about it and I ask those questions, I think that in the long run, it does maybe provide more success because it makes us all prepared. Yes. I mean, if I have that conversation a month before renewal and I have to catch up on all 11 months of changes, I mean... I don't know. Right. Like it shouldn't just be a, a a last minute stop in or a last minute phone call. Hey, what's going on? Good, good, good. Everything's the same. Yeah. I mean, in most cases, I've seen emails get sent and say the email will say, is there any changes to operations? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty open ended question for them. I'm still a trucking company. I still yeah. operate. I still move freight. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right. Like or they say I still haul general freight. Well, can we dissect what is general freight? mean? That's right because general can be anything you could be hauling cans of maybe brake clean yeah. right or you could be hauling paint correct. i don't know about that yeah is anything placarded
0: correct yeah then right
1: I- so when we say does my passion for my clients provide success i think indirectly yes it's not like oh i'm passionate about them so they just start growing or they start getting better no like it's the indirect cause yeah right I genuinely want the best for them. So I keep in touch with them. Right. And then yeah. I learn, I adjust. And then prior to renewal, I'm prepared. Correct. Or yeah. midterm I'm prepared. If changes need to be had, I have those conversations rather than wait for a claim to occur and find out, Oh, well, you never told me that you were doing that. Yes. Well, for all they know, it's like, well, I didn't know it was important to you. I'm <laughs> here running my business, man. What yeah. are you talking about? Right. Like,
0: yeah. Stop. And I think that's the basis of the question is the fact that you're hungry for them, you're hungry for their success. Mm-hmm. And I like the trickle effect. And yeah, I think, well, I will speak into the fact that I believe what you're doing is having a positive impact in their yeah. success. Just having confident people in your corner makes a big difference too. And yeah, that's huge.
1: I totally agree. and I mean, I I think that goes for everything, right? I think that it's like when you genuinely care for people. I mean, and I, as we should, I mean, as, as an account executive, as a broker um, it's a big burden sometimes because not a burden, maybe sorry, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing in the back of my head sometimes where it's like, well, wait, you know, to a certain degree, the, the, the continuity of these businesses are to some degree on my back to some degree. Yeah. I'm in charge of protecting their business. And, and, and the transportation industry I mean, their business is based on their drivers, their equipment, and their cargo. Are they properly insured? And that can sometimes um, make you think. And it's good because the more you think, you start thinking, you know, you start, questions are posed. You ask that question in in a different way and you find out different information that could have protected them from a loss or a claim that previously would not have been covered.
0: And I Which think is, that, yeah. yeah, that really highlights, again, in my opinion, and I know amongst your peers in industry as well, how, how you were successful in the Elite Brokers um, Achievement Award too, because I just had to throw that in there because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that is really- <laughs> yeah, I, I love when you can celebrate other people's success when it's well-earned. And yeah, yeah I think that's a huge market. So just quickly, yeah. um, so you mentioned Alberta-based carriers. I know liable Group. Exceeds mm-hmm. Alberta, so how Correct. how do you manage that? We'll just kind of just just yeah. with respect of time. Um, yeah, sure. I, so, not we touch on that quickly, and then yeah, yeah, sure. Some, yeah, we'll go from there.
1: Sure. So, Liable Insurance Group. We have an office in Edmonton, an office in Calgary, um, growing office in Ontario as well. We have satellite offices all across Canada, BC, all over Canada. Right. We have the ability to write just about every province and territory but it's certain coverages that we're not able to. For example, in some provinces in which um, it's uh, government insurance or public insurance, um, we would not at this time be able to write the primary auto liability, but we can still offer the property and casualty products. Um, But please don't don't take that the wrong way because that doesn't mean that you still can't talk to someone. (laughs) I'm not just here to quote you an insurance program and say have a great day. Right. Like I, I, I love the talking part. I love discussing and I love advising. Right. So I have people call me sometimes there's one individual I can, I won't mention the name, but he's a great man based out of Edmonton. Uh, I think he has about nine trucks uh, operating with flat deck trailers as well. And, you know, I've been talking to him for almost two years now and every year before renewal, he'll call me and I won't, I don't pressure anybody. I don't want to pressure anyone to do business with me. That's not how I do business, but he calls me and he says, Horace, this is what's going on. What should I do? I said, you know what? It looks like based on your claims in the past five years, this may be the only home for you at this time without allowing me in. Now, if you allow me in, maybe I can provide you a solution as it stands right now. This is what your broker has presented you. If you're okay and you're happy with what they have presented, I feel that the coverage is there. Is there room for improvements in cost? Maybe. But until I really dig deep and I make them aware what I can tell them on at a high level and what needs what can be done if I really dig deeper. Um, But it's that kind of stuff. Right. Like I have no problem just having a discussion. Call me every year. Call me every couple of months. Ask me a couple of questions. Right. If I can offer value, I will. If I know someone close by that can offer you assistance, I'll definitely do so. Right. I'm not just here to I mean, use the industry as a resource. Right. Like Josh, I would come to you. I mean, I don't own a transportation company, so I don't have, you know, the compliance needs. I will, I definitely at every corner will try and, um, you know, refer as much as I can. But I come to you for questions because you're an industry, you know, leader and you know what you're talking about. Right. And I, and I, and I'm sure you, you would enjoy talking about it as well. So people can just call and have a discussion. Tell me, you know, what, um, what's on your mind? What's it, what's a concern? And, you know, I also ask, why. how has your broker responded? So I can make sure that I touch on points that maybe haven't been touched on. I'm not going to try and reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. Maybe your broker has told you what's correct and I'll tell you that straight up, right? And if there are things that haven't been touched on, I'll let you know, hey, here are some things that maybe haven't been brought up and maybe, you know, think about that and we'll go from there, right? Awesome.
0: Yeah, it really highlights, again, just who you are as a professional. And I agree, I love advising. I love dissecting. Challenges in the industry yeah. to just how do, how does everyone win in this situation? Yeah, and I think you have a really niche opportunity every day to really mm-hmm. impact the like some public safety is always obviously top of mind. Yeah, carrier protection is always top of mind. Proper insurance is top of mind. Yes. But then as people, it's nice when you're like, you know what, this matters. You yes. matter. Your excitement to be an entrepreneur matters. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's neat to see this side of it, because we've had tons of wonderful conversations and you've really shown in today's just entire conversation, just the confidence, the humility and the integrity for people, which I think honestly, in the
1: the end of the day, it's like, obviously we all, we all want to succeed in growing our business. I like to think that as an account executive, I, I'm basically a business owner to a certain degree, right? Like I don't own life insurance group, obviously. Right. But within my small office, you know, in my office here, you know, what happens in here is kind of my business, yeah. right? With the oversight of the management team and the owners. But um, obviously I want to grow my business and that means write new business and assist my current clients to grow as well. Yeah. But I'm only going to do that when I know I can offer value, <laughs> totally. right? Like I said, there's many cases where I tell people, Hey man, like, you know what? You're super good where you're at. I'm not going to shake up anything. We'll keep in touch. Any questions, just give me a shout. And you know, if you want a second opinion, give me a shout. We can talk about it. Right. not all just about right business right business right business because i mean i'm sure anyone can do that anyone can just go and you know poke a needle at somebody enough times to let them to quote right and you know how can i offer value and i try and do that i try and 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 offer my services where i know that they'll actually be needed totally right it gives you fulfillment too right as a person
0: absolutely yeah we build our legacy every day and it's Mm -hmm. by having that pivotal impact every day with a conscious effort. It's yeah. not just a, Oh, that was a good day. What
1: happened? It's <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah, that's, again, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, we're going yeah. off so many tangents, you know, like we're going to need <laughs> like another awesome, five, yeah. six episodes to get this done, you know,
0: <laughs> totally down. And everyone yeah. listening, you can expect some really good stuff just from Harris, myself, and other industry yeah. experts, because it's my objective for years. When I first got into our industry, I was introduced to the mentality of you want to have like people in your corner And Mm -hmm. so I'm proud to have Harris in my corner. I really respect liable. Like they do really good stuff, really good team. I, and I don't say that out of fluff. And it's likewise,
1: man, we, we, we all have great things to say about you as well. And and Pivotal, I mean, it's super, super excited to be a part of this and I'm really looking forward to the future episodes we can do together as well. That's awesome, man.
0: (laughs) So how just kind of in closing, um, there's always room for final thoughts. There's no dead hard line or a timeline. But any final thoughts? But also, how do people reach out to you? Like, phone, email, that kind of
1: thing? Yeah, yeah. So final thoughts. I mean, just going out to anyone listening um, who maybe operates or owns a fleet of trucks or owns a truck, or um, have honest conversations with whoever is managing your insurance program. I mean, that's super important. And if you're not able to do that, I mean, it doesn't have to be me. (laughs) I mean, it can be anybody, right? Give someone a call who... Um, maybe has some knowledge about the transportation industry and maybe specializes in writing that type of business. There may be some insight they can offer you. It may not be the answer you want to hear right now. It may not be, Oh, Hey, I'm going to save you $5,000 this year. Um, But it'll be the answer you need to hear in most cases, whether that be them saying that you're in a great spot, or it may be that, Hey, you know what? This is our plan for three years. This is our plan for two, three, five years right have those conversations with people talk to them be open and honest and i truly believe that by doing that you will get the best results possible and it'll probably exceed the results you were initially expecting but don't be scared have a con- have a conversation it doesn't have to be me but just have a call with somebody right like and if you're not having those conversations with your current provider reach out now or get a hold of someone that you know you think could be uh, uh, sorry could be of assistance. Um, how to get a hold of me? Uh, my cell number 780-914-7751 By email, h a r i s dot k at l i group c a. Um, you can visit our website l i group c a or big rig insurance c a. LinkedIn, just my name h a r i s last name. K-A-R-I-M-U-L-L-A-H. That's a mouthful. I mean, I've probably spelled that more than enough times, but (laughs) other than that, I mean, I'm sure you can get a hold of me through Josh. Um, But give me a call whenever, just for a question. Doesn't have to be anything, you know, no. I know you hear this a lot, no obligation, but honestly, no obligation. Just give someone a call. Give me a call. We can talk. We can figure out a plan or I can let you know where you stand right now, right? Awesome, man.
0: Honestly, today has been it's an honor. Um like oh, man, likewise. It's a goal checked off the list, and it means a lot. And um, I know, again, everything you've shared today, people need to hear. Yeah. There's, in life, there's nice to hear. There's need to hear, and this was a need to hear conversation. Yeah. And all of your contact details, I'll include in the show notes, please. Thank you. Um. And yeah, we'll obviously distribute it. You'll get it, yeah. so you can distribute. And yeah, let's just continue to make a. Hey, Josh,
1: like I'm super excited when we can finally dig a little bit deeper on specific things. I know we spoke about coverages. I mean, that's probably a whole episode just on coverages and what it means and why it's important and the limits deductibles um you know that's a big episode i think right and then i'm sure there's a ton of others that we'll end up doing one day but i'm super stoked thank you for everything josh thank you for what you do for the industry and for us right and uh thank you for having me on man it's a Absolutely. pleasure
0: awesome well thank you so much really appreciate it and to all My of our listeners thank you so much
1: yeah thank you guys okay, thanks
0: well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter, and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. I hope you have a safe day and let's create a pivotal impact.